So welcome everyone in to episode number six with Fansided of That's What B Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee. Hey, you can see me now. And I'm joined by Brittany Mollis is with me tonight at Bird's Eye View Hybrid. Hello, everyone. Have Celebration. You <laughs> Are no, you going to cry? At Look at my hair. What is this? <laughs> like a bird's nest up here. I'm so tired. <laughs> As I mentioned, for those joining us a little bit late on the live stream, Meredith is not with us today at MKN Sports. She's working the Cavs game tonight, so we miss her. However, we are going to try to get you guys a second episode later in the week because we're really excited about the Browns being in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully she'll be back for that with us to celebrate and chat with her as well. All right. So, uh, Brittany, the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since the 2002 season. 2002! 2002. What, were you, what was Brie like in 2002, last time the Browns were in the playoffs? I was in high school, Ooh. and I was playing basketball. Pretty sure I was gearing up to go on my um, basketball tournament run, if you will. Ooh, Me and LeBron tournament. James were in high of school. Of course, of course. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we never made it to state, so I can't, can't go that far, but that's what I was doing. I was playing basketball, living my life with really bad eyebrows and questionable skincare management and makeup choices. But you know, there was no iPad. There's no iPads, right? At that point in time. Exactly. That's back when we all wore white eyeliner. The good old days. I love that actually. That that should come back. Come back. (laughs) Brittany, what were you doing? Do you remember? What was I doing in 2002? Let's see. I think I was a freshman in high school, maybe. Um, you know, just being awkward, acne-filled. Yeah. Life was great. Just being awkward. <laughs> that, that sums up everything about high school. Yeah, I never really grew out of the awkward phase, but here I am. It's actually, though, really funny. This entire season um, was pretty much a the Browns haven't done this since X year. What were you doing that year? Like what didn't exist at that moment in time? Like that's pretty much how this entire season played out. Yes. Look at how much different like society in general is from the last time to Cleveland 18 years ago. That's like, that's a full grown adult. Yeah. I just, I can't get over it. Did you, that's a full grown adult. (laughs) So true. Um, did you see the, the video that, CBS, I think it was CBS Sports that they put out that was like a parody of, of that exact thing. If not, I'll have to send you the video, but it was like a guy celebrating the Browns going to the playoffs in the 2002 season. And then he's himself, but he's like coming back to say like, don't celebrate. There's nothing to celebrate. Um, oh the Cavs God. are going to win a championship before Cleveland, the Browns go to the playoffs again. And he was like, you're going to go through 26 different quarterbacks. I mean, and he was like, what? And then he was like, this, he was like, what's that thing you're holding? It was like an iPad tablet. And oh then, my God, you know, cute. the guy, the guy in the future was wearing, um, the AirPods and he was like, you're wearing hearing aids. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's so true. Like, imagine <laughs> going back in time. Tear pods. That's what I call them. Tear pods. Um, pods. All right. So we have a lot of things to get into tonight. Um, a lot of celebratory things. Um, some annoying things because, you know, people got to stay annoying. Of um, course. So I would say, Brittany, like going into the actual game and then we'll get into the reaction from the game. Um, it wasn't very pretty. 
Um, in fact, I would say the Browns looked very sloppy at times. Um, but we have to remind ourselves again that they were without some key pieces and players and coaches once again um, due to COVID. I think the other thing that you have to keep in mind is this was really going on like week two of dealing with COVID situations. Um, so while they were able to get their wide receivers back, um, their linemen back, they didn't have a full week of normal practice. The building pretty much got shut down almost every week last week because of new cases. I mean, it felt like every single day you were bracing yourself for who's going to test positive or who's going to be identified as a close contact, like leading up yeah. to the game again. It was terrifying. It was. I, but you know what? At least it wasn't uncontrolled spread, whatever that means, because they, they clearly had it all under control. It's fine. Yeah. Like how do you deem something as being controllable? It's just so, it's so weird to me because it felt like an outbreak. It very much was an outbreak. And somebody somebody said, like, what constitutes uncontrolled? I said, being a Baltimore Raven. That's yeah. that's the standard. You just have to be in Baltimore in order for your games to get postponed, I guess. Yeah, but and- they played. We're in the playoffs. We're in and the that's playoffs. that's the show tonight, guys. You're right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and as another reminder, um, it was a win or go home game. Like we all knew that going in. The players all knew that going in. I think we as fans probably wanted the Browns to perform a little bit better. Uh, Baker Mayfield at times looked a little bit off. Um, but once again, he was good enough. He, he ran the ball yesterday really well. Um, he extended plays. Um, and, and I just, at this point in time with Baker Mayfield, I, I don't know how there are still critics, but there still are. I feel completely confident with him as our quarterback because I don't feel like Baker will give up and I don't feel like he will let things keep him down throughout the game. You saw Um, like yesterday after the, he looked so genuinely happy. Like he might've been crying. I don't know. I can't remember (laughs) but I vaguely remember that part where he just looked so happy. And I was like, that's my quarterback. That's him. That's the guy. And they, they did the, you know, sort of like a trip down memory, memory lane thing where uh, I saw that clip of him today pop up when they asked him when, before the draft, like, you know, coming to the Cleveland Browns, what that would be like. And he said, you know, they're real close, you know, they need, you know, one piece to turn around the franchise. And I feel like I'm that guy. And I was like, you really were, you were that guy Baker. Yeah, that was two years ago. You know, like he he said it and then it manifested. Like it it actually happened. Yes. It's pretty it's it's truly unbelievable. Like that was our lowest of lows. Yes. Lowest of lows. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just it's whew, I Well the three year anniversary just came up of the Owen sixteen season. I that popped up on my Facebook, which you know, the Facebook memories kind of pissed me off in general <laughs> because it's like, can I just live my life without <laughs> But then once I see it, once I'm reminded of these terrible heartbreaks, I have to share it for everyone. And then everyone's like, stop putting that bad juju into the universe. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, it's just a memory. Shut up. We all, we were all there. We lived it. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, so can I bring something up that'll make you mad or make everyone else mad? I was thinking about this too today. Like it was just a year ago at this point in time where we were debating who our next head coach was going to be. John Dorsey, I think was fired um, mm-hmm. right around, was it New Year's Eve? I think he was fired. 
and then yeah but like wasn't he sort of like demoted but not he like they tried to put him in another position i think and then (laughs) like he politely declined i guess i don't remember how that all played out i was thinking about that yesterday something like that happened where uh, he wasn't exactly fired. They just said, hey, you're not going to be GM anymore. And I think that's when he was just like, all right, bye. Which, good. Like, look at us now. Look at us now. What were we talking about? The power struggle, Brie. The power struggle. is not there anymore. We got yeah, smart guys alignment. on the same page. And this is what happens. Yes, and players have acknowledged that. Um, and we have Kevin Stefanski, who we were huge fans of going into this season. Um, to a fault, we were fans of his. Um, and I want to talk about Kevin Stefanski because um, I texted our group chat yesterday during the game. Like, we, we have a group chat going. We, we're in constant communication with one another um, in regards to football-related things, completely non-football-related things, but whatever. We're always in contact um, us in a, in a group of girls. A lot of it is sports chat. And, um, I said yesterday in the text that I felt like Kevin Stefanski was holding back it. Like, I don't know why I felt that way. And I was like, like, I'm probably going to be completely wrong about this because like, it's way too risky. And I don't feel like Kevin Stefanski is a guy that likes to take risks, right? He's so just like even keeled. Um, I I mean, safe in a sense, um, doesn't, doesn't come off as being too risky but I felt like yesterday he just wasn't calling the game how he has in the past it felt just very simple I think Mm -hmm. and so I like I texted that to you guys and I texted my family message too and like everybody was like no like that's like they're they're not guaranteed to win this game um they have to win like it's win or go home and I was like yes I know that but like does part of him feel like I don't care. A win's a win. I don't care if we win by one or win by 50. Like we don't need to win by 50. It doesn't count for anything more than a, than mm-hmm. a win by one or two points. And they went out, they got the job done. They, they look sloppy at times, um, but they won by two points. And then today, Kevin Stefanski was asked about his, his game plan. And um, Aditi Kikobala, our queen, yes. was on NFL Network today. And um, she was also in his press conference today. And she brought up that his play calling was very vanilla. Um, and there, it was lacking pregame motion. There were a lot more empty sets being called. There were no trick plays, especially when it got to the 20-yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also asked the question about Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb in the game yesterday, he was on the field for only 43% of the snaps. Um, he was on he, – he, he had 27 touches. Um, he averages close to 35 and beyond just as an FYI and Kareem played a much bigger role. And we saw Nick Chubb go out there and just, it looked like he could have ran all over the place, but for some reason he, he wasn't there. Um, so Brittany, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you the question, like what, what did you think about this that was brought up today and that people have been talking about, like, do you think this was intentional by, by our guy, Kev? Yeah. So first of all, I think, you know, we talked about this last week, the game was going to be a lot closer than people thought it would be. Even with Pittsburgh resting its starters, it's still the Steelers and the Browns. And the Browns historically have a tough time with Pittsburgh Steelers. So even though, like, you know, all the the cards were falling into place for us, it was still going to be a tough game. And it was. Um, 
But then I think, you know, I was thinking about this today and I said, sometimes you don't have to be great. You just have to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what the Browns mindset. And to us as fans, we're like, well, this is do or die, win or go home. You think they want to go, you know, balls to the wall, everything, put all your cards <laughs> out. But you have to keep in mind that number one, you don't know how this COVID thing is going to shake out. You don't know who's going to be there next week. Um, you know, that's sort of, it's, it's a moving piece that you just never know what's going to happen with it. Number two, if they win, they're going to have to play again against the yes. Steelers. You didn't want to put everything out there. You know, they, they were playing backups. Um, if you can just be good enough to win a game like this, that's all you need to do. So in the moment, you get stressed out. And before the game, you know, we went, we went to High and Dry yesterday. It's a bar in, in Tremont. And people were like, oh, God, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And you know me. Yeah, I'm sitting there so like, not. guys, relax. We got this. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but then you saw a photo of me in the that fourth quarter. When I, was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, my cover is blown. <laughs> Somebody saw that I'm not always calm and collected. But in that moment, you know, they're – what moment was that photo taken in? Was it when, like, when did that happen? I th- I want to say it was in the fourth quarter. I don't was know after which, the big catch when they scored. I don't know which moment it was. Um, there there were a couple in the fourth quarter that that could be applied <laughs> to, and you know, as a fan, you're like, oh god, like everything <laughs> should be going our way right now. Should be winning by a lot, and here we are in the fourth quarter squeaking by. Yeah, but. They got the job done with nobody getting, well, I was going to say nobody getting hurt, but that's not true because Olivier Vernon's out, which yeah. sucks. I'm very upset about that. Um, but, I, you know, Browns are in the playoffs. So the lesson of the day, guys, you don't always have to be, and I know that's hard for you because you're such a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, okay, so I was actually, like, super calm going into the game yesterday. Like, I was – I was nervous. Um, I didn't sleep well. I haven't, I didn't, I haven't slept well for like weeks because of little dude, but that's a, mm-hmm. that's a different story, but I didn't sleep well the night before. Um, I felt like I was coming down from the high of Ohio state winning like majorly, which was also a little bit unexpected mm-hmm. just with their performance. And then I was trying to just tamper my expectations a little bit because of all of the COVID news that kept circulating throughout the Browns building and I was just like, man, it just feels like the perfect storm again of the uncertainty, not being at practice for the week, like guys not getting enough reps. Like, mm-hmm. I just like want to be calm about this. And so when Nick Chubb went out there and blasted off the 45-yard touchdown run, I was yeah. like, it's fine. Things are mm-hmm. fine. We're going to be fine. And the defense did a pretty good job um, of holding the Steelers. Um, they were able to get off the field. But then the offense, like, there were just small things, like um, drive-halting things, like the penalties, the offsides, um, mental mistakes that just, you know, it was like, okay, are they nervous? Uh, is this playing a factor? Is the stage going to be too big? And I was like, no, 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 like, the stage is not going to be too big. But then I was just getting annoyed because I felt like Mason Rudolph and like, here's a guy who has nothing to lose, right? He doesn't, he has nothing to lose. Like he could be auditioning for being the next Steelers quarterback or being on a team somewhere else, a glorified backup because like, he's not a starter, but whatever. He was just chucking the ball. Like once again, he just 
throws the ball up with his eyes closed. And the wide receivers, to st- the Steelers' credit, they're so good that they can just make these unbelievable catches. Mm. They're big-bodied guys. They're really tall. They're playing against cornerbacks that have never played a snap of NFL football for our Browns team. I mean, that's that's a matchup that they should have been targeting. And, and so they got some. Um, so, you know, I was just like, oh, boy. Like, if this starts to take off, if this starts to be the continuation of them just – throwing up these 50-50 balls and then making catches, like this is going to be a long game. Um, And then Nick Chubb also just disappeared in the second quarter. So, you know, I I just started kind of like thinking, oh no, like doom and gloom. But I going into halftime, I was like, we get the ball back. We get the ball back at halftime. We're going to go down and score and it's going to be fine. Um, I think I even texted you, Brittany, too, because you were just so positive. Like, everything's fine. Like, why are you – like, stop – everyone stop panicking. And I was like, my expectation, though I said that they were tampered, <laughs> I expected the Browns to score on every possession and not let the Steelers get a first down. Like, that's like – both like, where my mind was just like – my mind says one thing, but yes. then I also – like, I also expect the complete opposite. <sighs> yeah, it's like, you know, when I was watching – I have, like, one of my greatest abilities in life is just to, like, ignore realities. So, like, one time I didn't get my mail for three months because I just didn't want, (laughs) like, I, you know, debt collector, like, I'm like, no, I'm just not getting my mail for three months. So yesterday, as I'm watching this game, and the same thing happened last week, too, where I was like, it's impossible that we're going to lose to the Jets. Like, that's not going to happen. That's not a reality. And then they did. And, you know, I only had myself to blame because I block out the reality of things and just live in my own little world. And that's kind of what I was doing yesterday until the fourth quarter. And I'm just like, and then it all hit me at once. And I'm like, oh my God, are they going to blow this? Like, I just want the Browns to be in the playoffs. I don't even care. Like if they won next week, that'd be great. If they don't, like, I'm happy with the small steps they've taken this season. Actually, they're not even small. They're like, like big giants. They are. Yeah. They are a much better team than they were last year at this time. So you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled, Brie. I am thrilled. I am too. Um, and so the other thing that I thought was interesting because, you know, Kevin Stefanski is pretty stoic. He doesn't give a lot away, even in his press conferences. He's the same guy, win or loss. You would never know if the Browns won that game or lost that game yesterday. All you know is that they're in the playoffs. He was the same guy, not too high, not too low. He did allude in his press conference today that, um, he was thinking ahead in regards to Nick Chubb. Um, He didn't say resting, but he made the comment about we wanted to make sure that he had fresh legs in hopes that we'd be playing more games. Um, And this is from a guy who all season, it was go one and oh, go one and oh. It was never looking ahead. Now I'm sure they had goals for the season, right? Um, overarching goals that they were trying to achieve. But that kind of surprised me that he, he kind of broke his, the armor a little bit of the whole one and oh, like let's focus on one week at a time. Did you like, were, did you happen to hear that? And what did you think about, about him alluding to the whole needing Nick for future games? I liked it. And the fact that, you know, because Nick Chubb did come out like so strong yesterday, you knew that, if at any point in the game, like Kevin feared that they might lose, you could just put Nick Chubb back in. The great thing about having two really good running backs is that you can rely on Kareem Hunt 
you know, he got a lot, a lot of carries yesterday and you can rely on him, but if you need to like close it, if you need to finish strong, you have the chump in your back pocket. We have Batman. So yes, like he's there at your disposal. So I agree with what he did. I'm a little bit shocked that he said it because that it is a little bit out of character for him. You know, the whole one or no thing, one game at a time, blah, blah, blah. We're not looking to, but you know, they had the reality of we need to win today. And then we also need to be fresh and ready for next week when we're in this same game again. I, uh, Wild. You know, Wild. Is. What a year. What a year. I mean. What a year. Okay. So we have to get into the same game next week because the Browns, as we know, we've talked about it. It's been ad nauseum. Everybody, any new station you turn on to, sports related, national, local, whatever. It's the Browns haven't made the playoffs. Like they broke the playoff drought. It's been 18 years. Blah, 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 blah. We couldn't even have like five minutes after the victory without being hounded by Steelers fans that we beat their backups. Like, and we shouldn't be celebrating for beating their backups. Let me just. Who is, first of all, who is that Colin Dunlap guy? Who is oh this my person gosh. who's terrorizing us? Who is he? he Does he have like, is he like a radio guy? He's a radio guy, I believe, for the fan. So he's Pittsburgh's Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima, like in that, that group. Okay, to that even team. put him in the same sentence as know, Ken, right? it's not that fair. is insulting to everything <laughs> that, that we love, number one. Secondly, what an insufferable piece of crap. He was making fun of them for having shirts. Yes, like, like oh, we have you to talk have, about all of this. Like, why are we like we haven't been to the playoffs since well some of us probably weren't even born last time we're in the playoffs so if we want to celebrate making it to the dance guess what we're gonna do it and i did i did free i celebrated so hard okay so i have to try to like bring myself back down to earth and remind myself that i do not play for the cleveland browns i am a fan and that i need to stop taking things personally as if everything is an attack on me but I can't. I have a really hard time with accepting the fact that I do not, in fact, play for the Cleveland Browns. I am a fan. So I was just getting really annoyed because it was just, it was our moment. Like, I just don't understand a fan base, like, caring that much about us being happy. It's like they just thrive on the Browns fans being miserable. Like, they just yes. want us to be miserable. They want to make fun of us. They wanted us so badly to lose to Mason Rudolph and their backups. But I just have to bring up this point because I was really, really curious because it, it, all I kept hearing about was it was their second string team. Mm -hmm. Hello, Mr. Steelers fan, 85985. Juju Smith-Schuster played 84% of the snaps yesterday. Deontay Johnson played 75%. Chase Claypool played 52%. All within the realms of the snaps that they typically get on the Steelers team. <clears throat> Might I remind you, Robert Jackson, our starting cornerback, had not taken an NFL snap on defense the entire year and played 100% of the snaps. He, our practice squad player, special teams player, was playing against your first string wide receiving team. If you want me to keep going, James Conner played 64% of the snaps, their starting running back, and Mick and Fitzpatrick on defense, their starting cornerback or safety, whatever he is, played 100% of the snaps. So sit down with these were your backups. No, 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 no. 
These were not your backups. You had starters playing in this game. So then it was Mason Rudolph. It was Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry, but Mason Rudolph threw the ball farther than Ben Roethlisberger did this entire right. year. Right. And let's not also forget, Steelers fans, your entire starting team lost to a third-string quarterback in the Cincinnati Bengals two weeks ago. So that's going to be your argument? Because you couldn't beat a backup quarterback two weeks ago. And don't even bring up that we lost to the Jets. Yeah, we lost to the Jets. Our entire positional group of wide receivers were out the day before the game. Like, you go do that. You couldn't beat anyone with having a full starting team game planning a week before against the Bengals. F all the way off. And by the way, see you Sunday. I love spicy brie. God, I spicy I just, feisty brie. Maybe I should suit up. I might be able to make a tackle. I don't know. You know, you know what I think is actually worse though than the Steelers fans who are giving Tell me. Browns fans shit. Browns fans giving Browns fans <laughs> shit. I woke up to Fair. this tweet today because I tweeted yesterday. I said if you would have told me three years ago that Baker Mayfield would be talking about bringing the Cleveland Browns to the, well, I'm going to censor myself, the playoffs, I would have told you to F off. But here we are. I love you all. So this guy, Eric Thomas, who, this is his response. And this is the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning. Oh, vomit. He said, we beat a second string stealer. We, first of all, Eric, you didn't do anything. Shut up. We did not do anything. Eric Thomas was not in that field. We beat a second-string Steelers by two points in one play. Our expectations are so low. We lose in the wild card. I've been a Browns fan for 40 years, so I've stayed loyal and not a hater or Fairweather fan. But come on, that was embarrassing. We went from a D student to C-plus at best. Oh, my God. And I just said, LOL, shut up. Like, that's it. <laughs> if I tell you to shut up, that means I'm mad and just stop. I did not need to see this at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, do better. Do better. Like, it's one thing for Steelers fans to say that, but, like, don't yeah. fan and say that. Yeah. No. Like that other guy. What's his name? The the idiot? Oh, Martin. Martin. <laughs> Martin, you insufferable piece of crap. <laughs> Who was mad at us for doing DraftKings without getting money for it. But then he said, well, also, you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't be enabling – gambling like he dude I, I ruin, he told me i was ruining the community <laughs> when he said that i was because i literally was like okay maybe he's mad because like i didn't send him an invite like we had at that point in time we had like a we had like 30 some spots left and i was like hey like i'm gonna extend an olive branch you've been mean to us all morning but hey do you want to join like it's kind of fun like you might like it and he was like you are ruining <laughs> the by doing this and I was like all right Martin it's it's like I get it people have vices like I'm not going to ignore that fact but to say that I am I am enabling someone's vice like I gave some co-workers wine for Christmas like does that mean that they're going to become alcoholic you are turning them you are ruining your community Brie what? ruining it yeah, I mean how dare you from start to finish like this is what we had to deal with Browns fans Steelers fans Ravens fans like, everybody has to be in my mentions TikTok Twitter Facebook for God's sakes Facebook did you go on Reddit yesterday um okay so I actually wasn't on Reddit a lot yesterday um I did pop in a little bit before I went to bed and I, I do want to talk about like the Steelers fans mindset right now because I told you if you're a TikTok user, anybody out there that's a TikTok user, um, based on liking things, commenting on things, it 
it bases your feed from algorithms of what content you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. And Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, I had liked some of their posts in previous weeks because they do dances. I know that's controversial as well, but regardless, I liked a couple of things. So now my, my TikTok feed, I get a lot of Steelers content that will pop up and it is infuriating because I don't want to see Steelers fans content. Like I'm fine seeing like other players content on, sure. on TikTok, but like, I don't want to be viewed as a fan, but right now like TikTok thinks I'm a Steelers fan. God. So I noticed a lot of TikToks today, like as I'm scrolling through, they think that the Browns are like the best matchup that they could have leading up to this playoff game. Like they think that like it's a shoe in win. And so I do want to talk about that in a little bit because that's, that's the same feeling that I got from being on the Reddit boards um, as of late, but I'm not done with my being mad. Um, <laughs> So this kind of goes hand in hand to that. Like a couple of the comments that I've seen today, in addition to like, you barely beat our second string team, um, was that fans are actually saying that the Steelers lost on purpose so that they didn't have to face the Ravens. Like what? They believe that? They went from, we wanted to beat you so that we can make fun of you for losing to Mason Rudolph and our backups to, oh, well, we lost on purpose. So we didn't have to face the Ravens because they're more dangerous. Like imagine you always say like the mental gymnastics, like that is elite gymnastic, mental gymnastic levels. Like that's the Simone Biles of mental gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, like it's cute when I do like, you know, delusional things, <laughs> but th them doing it, it's not cute. I do that's not respect this. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I saw I saw that quite a bit. It's but like also like then I I go back to like the whole you know I, I was thinking this morning. Congratulations to all of the like Twitter GMs and Twitter coaches out there because this is a huge victory for them too. You know they've done a lot of work all season <laughs> about you know who should be on this roster, who should be playing, what plays should be called. I mean, this is a major victory for all Twitter GMs and Twitter coaches. And so I saw a lot of Twitter coaching from Steelers fans as well, because they clearly just threw the game so that they could face the Browns and not the Ravens. So, of course. I mean, just they're, they're playing chess, Brittany. They're playing chess. Of course. Yeah, because Lamar Jackson's always great in playoff games. You right. Know. Right. Yeah. That's historically true. So good job, Steelers. Glad you threw the game. Like they know anything. These hillbilly fans don't know anything. You know how I feel about Steelers fans. They brush their teeth with butter. That's what my niece told me. She, uh, the, last, the first time they played them this season, I got a message from my sister. And she was like, Bella's rooting for the, the Steelers right now. And I, I texted back. I was like, those people brush their teeth with butter. Is that really what you want to do? Do you want to be that kind of person? She's like, no. <laughs> so now she's going to live her life thinking Steelers fans brush their teeth with butter. <laughs> I mean, based on what I saw, that, that may not be a lie. No lies detected there. You don't know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's been interesting to be a Browns fan and like celebrating this moment out loud on, on the interwebs, like on any forum, on any platform, it seems to be that like, you're not allowed, like we're not allowed to celebrate this moment. Um, 
of breaking an 18 year playoff drought. Like we deserve this. Like, let us, let us have our moment. And I don't know about you, Brittany, but I really, really, really hope, really, really hope that the Browns pull this off on Sunday, which I don't know if that's me being delusional. I don't know if you've thought about next Sunday at all and what you think could happen, but you're the positive one. So I want to know, like, in Brittany Mollis's mind, can we win? Okay, so yes, we can win if – oh, well, let me start this over. So before yesterday, before, you know, like we played the Steelers and their backups and whatever, <laughs> the Steelers were on a path going downward. Meanwhile, the Browns, you know, trajectory, they were going, they were getting better and better. Then we hit the, the Jets and it's sort of, again, there was a lot of circumstances that were beyond their control that, you know, added up to that loss. It sucked, but, you know, there, it's not really an excuse. It's just the reality of, you know, COVID, everything that goes on with it. So I do think that if the Cleveland Browns show up on Sunday, and it's the version of the Cleveland Browns we saw either in the first half versus Dallas or the, the version of Cleveland Browns against the Ravens. Like these are teams that could easily beat Pittsburgh led by Ben Roethlisberger, who yeah. has been suffering as of late. They have not been nearly as good as their record indicates. Um, even when they were undefeated, I said they're frauds, like plainly they are frauds. This is the worst. I think at the time they were like 11 and I said, this is the worst 11 and team I've ever seen in my life. Like the, that's yeah. the reality of it. Um, so I do think if, if the Browns show up and they played their best, their best to me is still better than Pittsburgh's best. Again, we're going to have to score probably like 35 to 40. What have we been saying all year? Yeah. If the Browns want to win, they have to score 35 to 42 yeah. points. But like that, that's the unfortunate reality that we're living in. The defense is still struggling. They're still banged up. They're still going to have problems. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say there's a definite chance that the Browns could win on Sunday. Um, if I were a betting woman, you know what? What the hell? I'm just going to put all my chips in. All in. Yeah. Do it. Browns are going to win on Sunday. Why not? Don't stray. Don't stray. What? Yeah. I, I, Where you've hey, been. Positivity brought us this far. So let's just keep rolling. Yeah. And I think you brought up a really good point, Brittany, just about the Steelers and their trajectory. I mean, the Steelers fans are hanging on. They're clinging to dear life for the second half against the Colts. Like yes. that is the only thing that is giving them any hope um, for a playoff run because mm -hmm. Before that, they lost to some really, really bad teams. Um, and I think for the Browns, like our trajectory, as you mentioned, like we were, we were on the up and the Steelers were on the down. And you want to be ascending as you make it to this point in the season. Now, it's unfortunate because the Browns hit a, a rocky path with the whole COVID situation. Like that's probably the worst time to get a COVID outbreak um, in the season. Like if, you're, if it's going to happen to you, yeah. like have it be earlier on in the season. But the circumstances happened. The Browns got through it. I hope it didn't derail them um, too far off the path and they can figure this out as we head into this week. But um, like you said, like the Browns against the Titans, I thought that was very grim going into that game because I thought that there was no way that we could stop Derrick Henry. And my mm -hmm. goodness, Kevin Stefanski, mastermind schemed the hell out of that game plan. 
and made Derrick Henry a non-factor. I think he has the capability of doing the exact same thing against the Steelers team. Um, I mean, might I remind you that when we played the the Steelers earlier on in the season, the Browns were still not 100% in the offense. Nick Chubb was also not healthy for this game. We didn't have him. Um, I think the Browns, where they are right now offensively, are a much better fit against the Steelers team. I think the Steelers defense will still be a force, but I think if they can stop TJ Watt and Baker Mayfield is comfortable in this offense and Kevin Stefanski can scheme guys open, which we know he is very well capable of doing because we've seen it week over week, I think the Browns have a really, really good shot. I mean, the Steelers offense doesn't scare me. It it really doesn't like, and Ben Roethlisberger, like, great. I'm glad that he has a week's worth of rest. I don't know if that's going to make him throw the ball better. No, I think he's, he's done. And I think he knows that his time is not limited. And like I said, if it comes down to the Browns being at their best versus the Steelers being at their best and just strictly talking offense, I would put all of my money on the Browns offense to be better than the Steelers off. Cause there has never been a point this year where I saw the Steelers playing and I'm like, yeah, this looks like a good team. This offense, this is a good offense that has never crossed my mind. Whereas, you know, when I've watched Browns games, there've been certain times where I'm like, this is the absolute best I've ever seen this offense look. And the Steelers, I mean, to say that about the Steelers, that would have to be probably like 10 years ago. <laughs> it, it will Not- be like really interesting though, because they, they incorporated Josh Dobbs yesterday quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So like, that is one thing that I can see them doing to try to give them a spark um, in their offense. I don't know if that's going to matter either, but like, if you recall, we beat the Steelers last year, Freddie kitchens beat the Steelers last year. And I know that that was a Mason Rudolph led football team, but TJ Watt was still on the other side of the field and Freddie kitchens somehow managed to win that game and make TJ Watt a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Like the Bengals. Freddie can do it. Freddie can do Come it. Come on. And, and the Bengals. Like, <laughs> take the Bengals game plan and go with that. Like, that's 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 a tape that I would study for a very long time. Like, I think you have to to match their level of intensity or be the more physically dominant team. And I feel really good about this. Yes, and it always helps to have really smart people in charge, Bree. Because if you and I are sitting here thinking about this stuff, imagine what he's doing imagine. right now. Imagine he's got this. I, I don't think there's a universe where he's going to be. Ugh, remember when he said he was out coached by Adam Gase? Yeah, disgusting. Yes. Which, I don't by the think. Way, who, by the way, does, is no longer employed, Brittany. You were calling for that last week. We got Adam fired. <laughs> no, but I don't think that's going to be the situation that's going to come. I don't think he's going to get out coached. No disrespect to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. But, you know, I just, I believe in Stefanski, what he's doing, what he's done this year. And, you know, I, I think we're going to, they're going to take the field ready to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Yeah. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm ready, Bree. I'm I'm ready too. And I know we're gonna hopefully have another episode episode later this week where we'll preview the game um, more. But I just I had to bring this up. My brother-in-law dropped a little nugget um, yesterday in the group chat where it's it's so funny because like the generation generational fan base in Cleveland is just so polar opposite. The fact mm-hmm. that the Browns make the playoffs and in my family group chat, like my mom and my dad are just, and my mom's typically pretty positive. Like her and I are probably more alike, but my dad is super negative. I've talked about it before. He's, he's the boomer Browns fan, you know, like seen it all like negative. 
I mean, like the entire end of the game yesterday, it was like the Steelers are going to march right down. They're going to score six points. They're going to convert the two-point conversion. They'll probably recover the – I mean, it was like any bad thing that could happen. My dad was like, yes, it's going to happen. I was like, calm down, like slow down, rewind. So yesterday when the game got announced that we were going to be playing on Sunday Night Football at 8.15, you know, my, my brother-in-law shoots off a text and is like, this is like, this is really, this is really good. Like, look at this fact that I pulled together. And he had said that um, the AF, AFC playoff teams had some really big rushing totals this week. The Ravens this past week rushed for 404 yards, Titans 288 yards, Colts 273 yards, Browns 192, which I would say the Browns is probably a, a lot lower than what, where we've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, all four of those teams obviously won. Um, if you look at the top three seeds within the AFC, which would be the Steelers, the Bills, and the Chiefs, um, their rushing yards were 85, 78, and 51, respectively. And that got me thinking, I like that fact because I do feel like the stronger the run game, the better chance that the Browns are going to have. And I would put my eggs in the basket of a team that can dominate on the ground because you can have these long, sustainable drives, keep the ball in your hands, keep the ball out of Ben Roethlisberger and the wide receiver's hands and control the game much like they did against Tennessee. And you're going to then open up the passing game because like if Nick Chubb keeps running it down their throat, like they're going to, they're going to have to stop doing whatever they're doing. So I, I, I liked that, that sliver of hope um, and possibility of what the Browns can do against Steelers and their running game. I don't think, that Kevin Stefanski put it out there on Sunday. I, I just don't think he did. No. He's playing chess, guys. Oh, I, I just, like, if he comes out there calling the game and scheming like he did against Tennessee, I will cry. <laughs> I could cry right now just, like, thinking about it. Just I will die. It. <sighs> it's, it, should be, it should be a good matchup, though, I think, regardless. Again, I think it's going to be a close game. We're not going to see a blowout. We're going to see two teams fighting until the end. I think that would be my guess. With the Browns hopefully being victorious. Yeah. Stay positive. Stay positive. Put all the positive vibes out there. Let's hope everyone's wearing their masks. Um, And that's the other thing. Like, man, I've said it all year. Like, you never know what's going to happen with COVID and this virus and Mm -hmm. the pandemic. I mean – the Steelers are going to be without, I believe, Joe Hayden and Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. right? Because they both tested positive. Like, they're, yep. they're for sure out. Like, you just, you just never know who you're going to have and who you're not going to have. Like, there's yes. just way too many factors in, yes. in this season, week to week, unfortunately. That's all we have tonight, Brittany. Yeah, the short until show. Our, until our preview game. Yeah, our, our, pre- our preview game. Um, we just had to celebrate with you guys. That's all this was. Yeah, we, we didn't want to push our episode out um, – you know, because obviously the playoffs are important. We wanted to talk together with all of you. We were, we were excited. So we thank you guys all for tuning in, tuning in live. We will be sure to um, put this available for download. If you guys don't know where to find us on download, you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or Stitcher. Um, like we said, we will chat with you guys hopefully later in the week to preview the upcoming playoff game against the Steelers on Sunday night. And hopefully we'll have Meredith back with us as well. Yes. 
but thank you guys all again for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful night. Keep celebrating. Um, who cares what anyone else says? Be yourself. Right. Go Browns. Go Cavs. Woo, happy birthday, Colin. <laughs> <laughs>